0: Log Talk Radio DJ Tony Dub She gon' take care of her bitch, she truckin', she truckin' She a woman with a rig, she truckin', she truckin'
1: She gon' take care of her kids, she truckin', yeah She a bossy do with big, she truckin' she truckin', she truckin' she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', see a boxy do with big, she truckin'. She a woman with
0: a rig, she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she, trucking. she trucking. Ah. Good evening, everybody. This is She Truckin' Blog Talk Radio. This is Tamara Spivey, your host. And tonight we'll be having Miss. Angela Bish, and also Mr. Robert A. Dunbar. They will be talking to us this evening about legal protection and driver benefits. And where you can reach me, I am a admin on She Trucking and also on Sister Blogging on Wheels. And now I'm going to bring both of our guests in so they can introduce themselves and give us a little information.
1: Oh, this is Ant. Angela and Robert. Hello. Yes, I'm here.
0: Hey, how's everybody doing this evening? We're
1: doing good. How are and you?
0: Doing pretty good. So if you guys want to take a minute and uh, just tell us a
1: little bit about yourself. Angela, you first, and Robert. Okay, good deal. Thanks, Tamara. Uh, good mm-hmm. evening everybody. Uh basically I'm a Texas native, uh now in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, I've been married close to about five years and we have two adult children. Uh so um and also what I've ventured and experienced excuse me, various types of jobs in my lifetime from work in retail to in the corporate industry. Uh, From being an aircraft mechanic to getting my real estate license, and now recently, not too long ago, also getting my commercial driver's license. So that was interesting as well. So as you can see, I'm not afraid of learning new things uh, with that range of different type of jobs that I've had. And uh, with Legal Shield, I've been with uh, with them for about 15 years now. And I decided to go ahead and pursue and join the company to be able to offer the services to, uh, to individuals and companies as well. So, and people can get a hold of me, basically Angela Bush. Uh, my number is 817 776 8317, extension one. On Facebook, I'm at facebook.com, CDLP Help Now so they can reach me either one of those rep avenues. And thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, no problem. Thank you so much for being here with us this evening. And for you, Robert, what can you tell us about yourself? Uh,
2: well, my name is Robert Dunbar. I'm originally from Buffalo, New York. I now reside in Jacksonville, Florida. And I'm not home much because I stay on the road <laughs> working with trucking companies and, uh, you know, training people to market this service to them throughout the country. Uh, so I spent a lot of time in state communities and things like that. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur for about 15 years now. Um, I've been with Legal Shield working in the commercials division for about six years. I've been with the company nine years. Uh, so what I do really is I, I pretty much move around and I assist drivers with protecting themselves because there's so many different things happening out here uh, where drivers don't have their own protection. Everybody has some kind of Some kind of organization looking out for them, but the drivers don't have a lot of people in their Mm -hmm. corner, so that's what made me fall into the commercial driver's niche uh, here with Legal Shield, so uh, that's pretty much who I
0: am. Okay, That's, that's very interesting. Um, and, and Angela, you had some very interesting jobs yourself Wow. uh aircraft mechanic. That that one right there
1: was I was like my eyes got big. <laughs>
0: that, that's something. And, um, yeah, and I had to drive on the flight that, line that with that, that big, big uh,
1: truck. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, go ahead. And uh,
0: no that's okay, that's okay. And I also understand that you uh you also have your CDL
1: also. Yeah, I just, um, what basically made me go ahead and do that is, I don't know if you remember, they were thinking about changing the uh, the laws for the trucking schools, actually it's supposed to be affected this year, but something happened with well, that, so I ended up doing, getting it sooner than later, so that kind of helped me, push me along, basically I'm getting retirement ready as I call myself, so I went ahead and went on to school at the latter part of last year and got my uh, commercial driver's license. In addition, as I mentioned, my husband, uh, uh, he's been driving about 19 years now, so I was already Mm -hmm. kind of riding with him as well when he would go over the road, and he mentioned about getting us being able to do team loads eventually here and there. So that's something I want to consider, and hopefully we'll be able to do that. Uh, When it makes sense to do so, y'all pray for me doing that team stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's something I'm looking to do as well. So, but I, I I enjoy the the transportation industry. So I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon, because uh, uh, that's something that uh, everyone needs. So definitely, that's something that I fell into, and that's something that I pursue on the the legal uh, side of it too. I basically focus in on the commercial driver's plan uh, to be able to offer that to the, to our commercial drivers. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, so have ma'am. you
0: so have you uh actually ran any loads Have you have you done anything or you just you just oh, them? Yeah. Okay.
1: So when I got it the first time I actually went out with my husband, <laughs> it was quite funny. Um, I don't know if he put a turbo on his engine or something. It's, you, as you say, every truck is different. So my training truck's definitely right. different from his truck. And when I got okay. in there, I think we probably had whiplash I was jerking that truck so hard, so so that was pretty interesting. So I, I smoothed it out. So, yeah, we've run a, I've ran a few loads with him already. Yes, I have. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. And, and so, Robert, uh, do you also have a CDL? And um, what are your entries as far as the industry is concerned? <laughs>
2: That's interesting. No, I don't have a CDL, although I drive as much as a truck driver. I literally, in the last couple of weeks, I've driven to Columbus, Ohio, driven to um, Iowa, I've driven to um, uh, Hampton, Virginia. Normally every weekend I drive 12, 13, 14 hours um, to go service and do things like that and drive back. Um, my interest in the CBL space was, well, my benefits company, I was, I was offering a regular legal family plan to the companies, And then I started offering the commercial driver plan to truck drivers and going to safety meetings and finding out how badly they were being treated, how they were being treated unfairly and the different things that were happening with
0: CSA and how,
2: you know, you know I'm, a, I'm, I'm an African-American male, and, you know, in, in our community we hear people saying all the time, oh, I've been, I got caught driving my black, I was profiled. And when they get profiled, the police officer never says that they pulled them over because they were black. They come up with another reason so that they can pull them over and then they do whatever they're going to do. Well, what I found was that truck drivers really do get profiled. They can pull right. them over because the DOT number is bad or whatever the reason is, and then they just kind of, you know, it goes from one citation to three, four, five, six, seven, whatever. And it was just an issue for me that they could go to court, beat the charge, and then still have the hit on this sex record, still have the issue, even though an attorney or a judge says, hey, you know, we're going to dismiss this charge or we're going to reduce this charge. So when we realized that that was going on and CSA was having such a, a, a heavy effect on drivers that they were being treated unfairly and getting citations and violations and fines and stakes that were just using the, the, the fines to, you know, fund their state, I was like, you know what, I'm going to spend more time in this space because I wanted my patients to be sick, if that makes sense. And I said, okay. if I'm going to be out here helping people, I want to help people who, who need the most help. And, it, and I found that truck drivers um, and their CDL license are under more attack than anybody else. So that's, that's what made me really fall into this field.
0: Absolutely. And, and I, one question, I, another question I have for you is that, is it um, when they're profiling, is it certain areas, certain parts of the country, or just certain states? That are, that um, is doing more profiling than others. In my opinion with the drivers
2: that I work with, it seems that um, North Carolina, Oklahoma, and Louisiana have been some of the toughest states on some of these drivers where they're getting um, fines, and they're just hoping that that driver doesn't call and get a court date and come back to try to fight it. And, and if the company is going to pay the fine, the driver's not paying it, then they just it, – it, it makes for that driver to stay on the road than to go through all of those changes, miss money, miss loads, and the driver's out of pocket. That company will just pay the $400 fine and just eat it because it's like, well, it's costing more to deal with. So with, with the product that we offer, it ends up making it easier because now that safety manager can say, let me call and set a court date. I'll have an attorney go to court and fight that, and the driver doesn't have to go to court. So the driver stays on the road. Loads get picked up, driver gets paid, and attorney goes to court and fights it, and they don't have to pay the attorney because they're paying a monthly stipend for that service. So that made more sense. So those states now can't take advantage of those truck drivers as much as they have a plan, and the same thing with the warning tickets as well. You know, they get these warning tickets, and they affect their safety the same as if it was a regular ticket that they received, and I'm like, man, you can't go out there and get a black eye and never get in the ring and fight. And the drivers are like, well, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to ask them about the warning ticket or ask for a ticket. We just kind of eat it. And sometimes they don't even know it's affecting their safety score. But now when I'm in these safety meetings, I'm saying, drivers, do me a favor. When that pulls you over and says, I'm giving you a warning. Say, look, I drive for a company that really doesn't like when I get warnings. They really would rather I get a ticket with them so they can keep track of what's going on and everything's documented. Why do I tell my drivers to do that? Because now, when they get a ticket written, the attorney can go to court and fight the ticket, and they're not gonna charge them. Because if they're gonna lose anyway, if they're gonna get the same safety hit with the warning as they get if they would have went to court and fought it, why not at least fight? If it's not gonna cost you, fight. So that's why I tell my drivers that in that safety meeting, so that they can at least, you know, have a chance in front of a judge. Don't get don't get a warning and take the safety hit based on the officer just just on their judgment. The officer can't be the person that writes the ticket and says that you lose. Let a judge do that. So you need to get in front of the judge, and that's why I tell them to ask for a ticket and let the attorney go to court for them.
0: Right. And, with, and, and in some of these areas that they are profiling, because, I mean, again, I've been out here for 20 years now, so I know for a fact that in certain states these things happen, but uh, with other plans, getting tickets, and things of that nature, when you try to, uh, when you say submit that ticket, call them as soon as that situation happens, and you give them that information, you kind of get the around about getting the help that you need. And, of course, because you're out there trying to make money, you don't have time to get back to um, nowhere, Kansas, in the middle of nowhere. You know, so uh, do you have attorneys? that will be able to go to those rural uh, areas that you can still get a ticket in just like you can in uh, major metropolitan areas.
2: Yes, we do. We, we have attorneys all over the country that will go wherever they need to go. So that's that's never a problem that we can't find an attorney because we have a pretty big network. Now, one of the things that you just mentioned, and I know that there's is an issue with some other companies with those kind of things. So, our, our drivers have an app on their phone, and what happens mm-hmm. is when they get a ticket, they hit the the button on the app that says submit a ticket. It opens up; they can take a picture of their ticket. If they have a court date, they can put it on there. If they don't have a court date, they say no. They hit send; it goes to the attorney. When it goes to the attorney, the attorney didn't call that driver because drivers are so busy. Some of them don't look at email. Some of them can't take calls in areas but they can't answer the phone. I always tell mm-hmm. the driver when you get a call from the attorney. Give them permission to talk to the safety manager on your behalf about this ticket so that that safety manager can communicate with that attorney on your behalf so that you can concentrate on being on the road. Because when you're distracted, it doesn't matter whether you're distracted because you're fighting the ticket or you're distracted because you watch the ESPN on your phone. Distracted distraction. Right. And really, that can Absolutely. be a distraction if you're trying to deal with the ticket. Instead of concentrating on the road, especially if you're driving something that's 26,000 pounds and you're trying to deal with an attorney and answer questions and recall information about a stop while you're driving. It's just not really the right thing to be doing. So I always tell my drivers, Make sure your safety manager knows what happened. Make sure they have a copy of the ticket, and then tell that attorney, hey, it's okay to talk to my safety manager. You may not get them giving you permission to speak with my safety manager. And now that safety manager can take those calls, take those emails, and and have a conversation back and forth with that attorney on behalf of that driver while that driver is on the road doing what they do for a living.
0: Absolutely. Thank you very much for that. And if anybody has any questions for Angela or either Robert, please call in at area code 914-205-5328. Again, that's area code 914-205-5328. And uh, what about you, Angela? You know, do you have any uh, examples of drivers being treated badly or unfair uh, out here on the road?
1: Yeah, I think we've all experienced that to where we uh, have some type of scenario to where a driver has some type of unfairness that's out there, one you know, dealing with portable scales, you know, you get scaled and uh it's inaccurate, so, you know, then you have to go to court to fight that, you know, uh because sometimes the the scales are not uh right, so you have gotta, gotta make sure that's done because we know portable scales are uh the the actual road is not even, right? So I I don't see what? why they even are using those at this point. Uh so I don't think that's the correct uh, equipment to be using out there for our drivers. But uh, as uh, we've, uh, I've always spoke to Mr. Dunbar, he's mentioned as far as the DOT officers out there to protect the roads. Uh, Our drivers need something out there to protect them while they're on the roads. So that's something that, you know, we want to make sure that they have assets to in order to do that, uh, to have that access to where they uh, feel confident to where they're out there on the roads. And uh, another thing is that, um, I know we're saying across the thing. I don't know if we mentioned that we are nationwide, so being that our drivers do drive all across the country, you know, within the country, uh, that is something as well. We always have a a law firm that's within that actual uh, uh, state that they might get pulled over in that will be able to represent them, and also we have transportation law firms. Uh, trans, uh, actual transportation law firm That's available for our commercial drivers So we want to ensure that they are being uh, Represented accurately when they're out there On the roads mm-hmm. Yes
0: All right. Thank you and those were Some great examples and I do appreciate You guys um, being uh, Putting some clarity On it because I think sometimes people uh, <clears throat> Don't understand That they actually do have Rights and and that you mm-hmm. need to fight for your CDL as as much as you possibly can, and not just go with it and just and just have that that uh, smudge on your uh, CDL. Um, but one, another question I do have, as far as that is concerned, um, what if some of, how do you help people, or can you uh, help people who have uh, issues? with um, things being put on their DAC. Do you guys help in that area or or would you recommend them to go somewhere else and um, get that type of help?
2: So when it comes to the DAC report, um, whenever my drivers call me and they realize that there's an issue with the DAC report, first I do is I send them all the information where, who, where they can contact If they want one of our attorneys to do that for them, like do anything for them when it comes to that, that's going to be at 25% discount. It really is something that the driver can do on their own. Sometimes they just don't know what to do. So I have forms and stuff. I have the procedures in place that they need to do. So if a driver calls me and says, hey, I found out my DAC report, it's got some things on it that should be on there. Our trucking company I worked for before put something on there and it should be there then i say, here, I'm going to email you some forms. This is who you contact, and this is how you challenge it. If that driver doesn't want to do that, they just say, hey, I'm busy. I don't have time, they'll call the law firm, let them know, and then that's something that they'll do at a 25% discount. I don't know what they charge at a 25% discount because most of the time my drivers will do it on their own um, themselves because that's kind of their credit report, so to speak, as a, as a driver. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I just want like to let them know, hey, these are the procedures that you should follow to get that taken off. If this was not correct, if the last company put this on there and this in the ship be on there, whatever the case may be. So every now and then it does happen with with uh, one of my drivers.
0: Okay, all right. Um, and all right. All we go right ahead.
1: I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Uh, no, I was just agreeing with, uh, you. No, I was agreeing with Robert as far as that procedure is concerned regarding that that specific incident. Okay. All right.
0: Um, And uh, for the next question, it is uh, what makes you all different or unique? And before you answer that question, I'm going to go ahead and give out that number again uh, for you guys to call in. And if you have any questions for Angela or either Robert, Give us a call at area code nine one four two oh five five three two eight. Again, that's area code nine one four two oh five five three two eight. And uh as a matter of fact, we do have a caller on the line. You guys ready
1: to take a call? We're gonna answer that question first. Let's go ahead oh, and take a call can, and then uh we'll go come back and, and yeah. revisit that question. That's good for you, Rob. All right. All right, good deal.
0: Caller, are you there? Area code 423-277-9677. Caller?
1: Uh, If you're on mute. All right.
0: Okay. Well, (laughs) maybe they do have a question. All right. Moving on. Yeah, so if we can go back to that question. What makes sure. you all different
1: or unique? So for me, uh, the uniqueness you have us. So you have that that uh, individual representative that's there for you through you know through those times to where you need assistance. You have a transportation law firm that's there to guide you through any type of questions or scenario that you might have. Additionally, we also have um, to where I like to. Have, say to offset any costs that you might incur, we have a member's perks program that's available to you. Basically, uh, we we partner with over 400 companies to provide our members discount programs, whether it be from uh, a discount off your monthly service, a phone bill. We all have phones now uh, off your monthly service, and then also to a movie theater. We We can basically be able to buy popcorn at a concession stand versus Doing what we 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 know to do to get get our snacks in the in the theater, <laughs> so that's another opportunity. So something that where we can able to offset any cost that you might incur, uh, so because we don't need another expense, right? Don't nobody want another bill or another expense? So that's something that's in place for our members as well that we have for them uh, to be able to utilize. Right. So, okay. um, I'm
2: sorry, go right
1: ahead. here. And I
2: w- I would say this is. Uh... Like I, I don't I don't ever talk about the other companies
0: just because
2: in my professional opinion it's just not good to bring up you know the other whatever everything you say mm-hmm. there's something else out there. So what I like about what we do and our company does is our company stands behind making sure that the driver has got the best deal. So one thing let's look at like like price point right. So the membership basically is about thirty bucks. So why did our company come up with that thirty dollars? Because they thought okay. When a driver gets a ticket, it's costing them at least $400 to have an attorney go to court to fight that ticket, win, lose, or draw. So how about we come up with a price that's going to be, if they've had our membership for 12 months, they still pay less than that. So that driver is basically paying at least sixty a year in case they get any citation of violation and there's never enough upcharge. So if that driver got five citations, violations, non-moving, moving, whatever, which I would hope they wouldn't because they got a CDL license, but we know what happens. If it happens, right. the law firms aren't going to say, well, you know what, you own your third ticket, so we're going to charge you $50 this time, $75 this time, $100 this time. Or oh, you know what, it's a serious violation. You know, you were following too closely or um, erratic lane change or 50 miles over the speed limit or you didn't have your CDLs on your person. So because it's a serious violation, oh, we're going to charge you, you know, $100 or 250 Because No, it doesn't matter what the moving or non-moving or citation or violation is. We don't upcharge. The only time we're going to charge that driver a cost when they get a ticket is if there's a criminal violation attached to it. Mm-hmm. So if there's a criminal violation, there's going to be a 25% discount because there's a criminal violation attached no criminal driving a no Lego charge. Exactly. So we want to make sure that the drivers understand that. That's a major difference. And then when it comes to tragic accidents, truck drivers have a tragic accident. Something happens, accident, somebody dies in their vehicle or in another vehicle. It's so much that they're dealing with because somebody lost their life. They're dealing with therapy. They're dealing with their family. They're dealing with, you know, their job. They don't want to come up with $20,000, 30000 $50,000 for an attorney to fight that manslaughter or, or, or um, manslaughter behind a wheel or vehicular homicide. They don't want to have to deal with that, that cost. Our company comes in and fights for that driver at 100%. So that driver does not pay any attorney fees if they have a tragic accident. So we, we know that that's important to those drivers because there's so many other things to deal with, and who has thirty or $40,000 on hand to pay an attorney that lump sum of money? What are you doing, putting a second mortgage on your home? I mean, like, you know, you're dealing with all this stuff, and now you've got to deal with that. So when you're dealing with things like that with no <laughs> ticket up charge, it, it's a fixed expense now. I know that I'm spending $30 a month,
1: and That's if
2: I get it. a citation or a violation, all i got to do is send it to that attorney, and they're going to mm-hmm. go to court and fight it, not nickel and dime me afterwards, and say, well, you know, you got pulled over, and it was this, it was this kind of charge, so we do have to charge you this. No, we want that driver to have that as a fixed fit and make sure that they, they can handle it that way. So those are some of the things that make us different and that they're going to get a transportation law firm every time. So they're not going to, they're, we're not going to fall short and say, oh, well, we can't find a chance to take the law firm in this little world county. So we're going to send a regular attorney to court to fight that for you because if you're in a CDL space, you know that a regular traffic ticket attorney does not understand what they need to be doing to make sure that driver doesn't have that infection because it's affecting the insurance company for the, uh, for the company they drive for, it's affecting their safety score, and it's affecting their employability. And that mm-hmm. can be played with. And our company knows that, and the, the transportation law firms know that. And I think those exactly. are things that are very important for the driver.
0: Right. Well, Robert, my, my next my question for you is this. With all you just said, and that was uh, great information, and thank you very much for that. Um, my question for you is that with how we when, – when we receive our CDL and we're told um, – I remember being told that no matter what, you're the professional driver, and if something happens, no matter what, it's always your fault. So when it's, when it's a situation and it's not the driver's fault, how, and, and you got all the proof that it's not, you got the camera, you know, you got you got everything, you got witnesses and stuff. I mean, is the driver walking away, um, even if it's not their fault, are they walking away with that not being their fault? Or is it still on their record? Because, again, it's always said, no matter what, it's our fault. And the company is always basing it on it's your fault, whether you got the ticket or not. Because, again, you're the professional driver.
2: And I, and I agree with that statement 100%. Um, not that I think that everything should be our fault, but I know that that's how it's carried. I can probably hit the mm-hmm. back of your truck while I'm texting and driving, and they'll charge you. That's just how bad right. the system is set up for CDL drivers. So our attorney's job is to go in there and try to get it dismissed or reduced. Now, I'm not an attorney attorney, of course, and I can't tell you that that's going to happen every time. I know it's not going to happen every time because i got drivers that. So I know that they're not going to win every time, but that's their objective. So we know that a good attorney knows the law, but a great attorney knows the judge. So really the objective is to have that transportation law firm go into court and get that judge to either dismiss it because you got proper evidence or at least reduce it so it's not as heavy as a hit. So if I got a driver that did 17 miles over the speed limit, and let's say he really did 17 miles over the speed limit, our attorney is looking at going in there and saying, hey, can we get that reduced to 11 to 14 because now it's not a serious violation, so now we ain't got to worry about another serious violation happening in the three years and losing the, the license to suspension. Plus, it's not going to be as big as a hit on the insurance and as big as the hit on the safety score as it drops down to 11 to 14. So now they get that order of dismissal, it goes to the safety manager. He puts it through data queue and says, hey, 11 to 14, now we can at least reduce the hit a little bit for their driver. You know what I mean? And when it comes to the company, if they got 100 trucks and 100 drivers and things are being reduced, overall, you're helping the insurance rate stabilize a little bit because they're, t- they're getting a less of a hit on every charge. And some things are getting dismissed. So our attorneys are going to court to get it dismissed. That's what they want to do. But sometimes that's not going to happen because it's not the proper evidence or that driver really was guilty. But if they're innocent, our job is to go in there and prove that they're innocent. And if they were guilty, our job is to go in there and say, hey, give us a break here. Reduction in it. The guy's got a good record. This is why this happened. Does it always happen that way? Absolutely not. But that's what we're shooting for because we want that driver, if they're going to take anything, we want it to be less than what it was written up for originally. And that's pretty much what we shoot for. All
0: right. Thank you again, Robert, for that information. I really appreciate you answering that question because that's always been a, a, a difficult one, it seems, because, again, you know, with us is saying you're always responsible. You're always responsible, but it's like nobody else is ever responsible for their actions, but it's us that's always taking, taking uh, all of it on our shoulders. Um, we seems like we got that caller back again, so let let's see if we can. Uh, well, they dropped again. All right. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that call, but. They they having bad reception or something. So we're gonna uh, go on and and uh, move on. Um, I wanted to also talk to you guys and ask you um, ask you about your um, about your plan that you have as far as um, what is it, estate planning that you guys have, and if you guys
1: can elaborate on that. Uh, that would be that family plan. That's a different type of plan. Mm-hmm. I'll let uh, Ms. Dunbar elaborate on that one. So that is something that we have available for our commercial drivers. Uh, the one we were speaking about earlier that's uh, today is basically in the commercial driver's legal plan uh, that's specific mm-hmm. to the driver and, and his, basically his spouse or domestic partner. So that's the one that we were referring to that's available uh, to our drivers. The family plan basically is anything else outside of commercial driving, that's extended to the uh, the, the whole family. And that includes, uh, you know, your children up to the age of 26, as uh, additionally. And uh, on that one is where you can have as a member, uh, you have the ability to get your will prepared and uh, uh, anything is with, with estate planning, that could be from the power of attorney, the living will, et cetera, uh, regarding estate planning. So that is something that is available for those members at no additional charge. It comes with the the membership. And as we know, when mm-hmm. you're doing wills, you know, that alone by itself is a healthy cost to get that done. And we want to make sure that those drivers and their family is protected out there and know what their rights are. And also as far as uh, should anything happen, you know, we have that sensibility where we go, uh, we, we don't want to do wills uh, because mm-hmm. we just don't do it. That's just not something that we grew up doing. But in this day and age, you want to have that, leave that love letter, I call it love letter, to our families. So we want to be able to do that. So that is another plan that's available for our members to do, to where they can add on those their kids as well to this plan, to have access to that attorney. Number, okay. you want to elaborate uh-huh. on that one as well?
2: Yeah. What I, what I would say, too, about this family plan is that, um there's a couple reasons why it's important. One, uh, again, you know, I always I always bring up cost because uh, I've been in sales for I don't know I guess uh, twelve years or something like that. And one thing I know for sure is people either want something or they don't. And if you hide the cost, mm-hmm. you look like you look it looks really shady. So the family plan costs about nineteen bucks a month, and it really brings the total cost to about fifty bucks a month. Kind of one together because truckers have issues that aren't just trucking issues. So when I look at the cost of fifty bucks, I always say to myself, "How can I absorb that cost?" So you heard um, Angela a minute ago talk about like the perks. My plan costs me fifty bucks. I don't have a CDL plan. I've got some plans that cost a different price, and they're like twenty four ninety five, twenty four ninety five. So I pay fifty bucks a month. Well, I have a Sprint account that costs me three hundred dollars a month. Well, because I have Legal Shield, I save sixty one bucks a month on my Sprint bill. So I'm saving more than I'm spending on the membership. So really my membership is really is being paid for by the discount I get through Sprint because I'm a Legal Shield member. And I say that to you because these plans kind of run hand in hand. So I got something called the O.J. Simpson theory. The O.J. Simpson theory is this. O.J. Simpson went to trial. He won. He got sued and he lost. So what happens with truck drivers is let's say I get into a tragic accident. Well, the tragic accident coverage on the CDL plan is going to cover that driver at 100% of the cost of that trial, start, finish, win, lose, or draw. So let's say that that driver comes out of that tragic accident with um, some light charges, maybe probation or something like that. The family of that victim is going to come back, and they're going to sue that driver. They're probably going to sue the, the trucking company as well. Well, when they come in and sue that driver, that family plan, give that driver 60 hours of trial time. And every 12 months that they have that plan, they get another 60 hours. So after five years, that driver has 300 hours of trial time. So get this. Why do I call the O.J. Simpson, Jerry? Because, one, they could win win the the tragic accident and then get sued and they need to have protection. But also, the O.J. Simpson trial was about 292 hours. We're going to give you 300 hours of trial time without with that plan. Legal Shield is saying if you need three hundred hours of child time you probably did it but we're gonna cover you anyway. Does that make sense? <laughs> so that family a plan sense. really does it, it makes sure that they have that coverage. Mm-hmm. And then if when that driver's on the road, so if you got these young ladies, they driving, they don't want to be distracted, what happens if somebody's calling them about an account that they forgot to pay? What happens if their significant other is at home saying, Hey, we got an issue here that we need to deal with or the kid has the issue at school that driver needs to focus on the road. So what can that driver do? She can now pick up the phone, call her spouse, call her kids, and say, hey, look, call the law firm, tell them what the problem is, and let them deal with it. Now that truck driver can stay on the road, focus on the road, and have an attorney dealing with their legal issue and not get a bill in the mail because they have a plan that's covering that attorney, helping them with that family issue. And mm-hmm. is that significant other? if their teenage drivers get a moving traffic violation and they don't hold the CDL, the law firm still is going to fight their ticket. So that family plan is covering the kids, the, kid, the dependents, up until age 26 with any moving traffic violation. And even with just the CDL plan, they're covering their significant other CDL or not. So if that truck driver is dating somebody, not even married, just dating somebody, they can put that person on their membership, and if that person gets a ticket in their BMW, the law firm is going to fight that ticket for their significant other and still going not charge them as well. So when you're talking about I'm going to buy a house, I'm going to buy a car, I pull my credit report, and there's something on it that shouldn't be there, what does that truck driver do? Call and argue with a company about something on their credit report while they're driving a the truck that's 26,000 pounds? Or call your lawyer and say, send a letter on my behalf and let them know to take it off my credit report because it shouldn't be on there, and the attorney's not going to charge it? we got COVID-19 okay. out here right now. They got all kind of legal questions that they about different things okay. that they can pick up the phone and call an attorney and ask those questions. And getting a living will, standard will, health care power of attorney, like Angela said, it's going to cost them $400, 500 600 upwards to maybe $1,500 to get a living will, the will, and health care power of attorney. We're going to do that for that driver at no cost. And if they get audited by the IRS, they're going to give them $50 hours of tax attorneys time. So they're getting all of that on that family plan an extra $19 on top of the 30 bucks for the CDL plan. But just so they clear, they do not have to get those plans together. They could get one or the other or both. So there's no, you know, there's no um, forcing that to run together. But that plan is important for those drivers because every legal issue is now a CDL issue. Sometimes it's literally just, we got something going on, and if there's an emergency right. they can hit even if it's after hours, the holiday or the weekend.
0: So that's good. Right, just. Just per- regular personal issues. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. it looks like we got that call and that's back so- <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Angela. It looks like we got that call that's back okay. again. Let's see if we can get them on. Okay. I don't know. They they really they got a faulty line because just as I said that they dropped So um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that person, but okay. And, and Angela, you go, you go right ahead with what you were about to say.
1: Oh, no, I was just going to kind of piggyback on uh, Mr. Dunbar, basically saying that uh, we have that emergency access as well. And for the drivers, we know everyone pretty much has phones now. We put it on a, an app, so that's making more user-friendly. They don't have to go searching for anything. They just download the app, and uh, the the buttons are there for them. They just press either call the attorney or basically uh, look at the member discount perks off that app. So, that's one thing that's available for our drivers and our members is they just download the app and it's it's available, it's available for them on their device to where they can get access to that to that attorney.
0: And this plan so is for is... everybody: company, company drivers, owner operators,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: and 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 if they ask the family, it's also for the family. So it's no particular plan for any particular driver. This is for everybody that holds a CDL and for their family if they add the family plan, correct?
1: Right. And what we like to do as okay. well, Tamara, is going, like a, uh, he was saying, is going to safety meetings for the companies that they have, There was some of the drivers that are working for companies, uh, going to safety mm-hmm. meetings, going to new hire orientations, uh, for me, I like going to some of the Chamber and Transportation Club meetings as well and sharing this information with them as well. But individuals, we, we definitely uh, don't operate, so definitely uh, is much needed for them as well. So definitely we're anyone is able to do this, we just want to be able to uh, basically get our drivers protected while they're out there on the road. What I did find when I do go to some companies is that they're saying, uh, they have something, uh, uh, their own private attorney. You even have those larger mm-hmm. companies that say they have their own attorney that uh, basically support their drivers. And I guess, uh, no, the that attorney protects that company. The driver Absolutely. needs something, someone that's going to protect them and their family. The, the, right, their company right. is the, the company attorney, and they're going to protect their assets. So that driver needs right. someone to protect them
0: and i don't, and I think a lot of people don't understand that um uh, I guess it's only one way to explain it. You know some people, because they're coming from different backgrounds and they were doing um they were doing all types of jobs, and they don't understand that um uh, trucking is is definitely a job and it's more of a job that's going to put you on a role of being independent. And the one thing that you do need to understand as a driver, a CDL holder, you are responsible for you. And I think that's what a lot of people get it messed up with was that when they bring you in an the orientation and it might be that feel good thing and they thinking, "Oh, I'm, you know, this is my family and they got me." But as soon as something happens, they drop you like a hot potato. And and that's the thing that people need to understand is that you need something that is on your side that is going to help you that is exactly. going to be for your interest and not for the interest of the company and I, I think uh, a lot of people just need to understand that more because I I look at how people relate to a lot of things that are going on a job excuse me that's going on on the job and not understanding that that this is setting you up for total independence and it's interesting that mm-hmm. there are a lot of older people that don't understand excuse me that they are they are just not as independent that you think as you would think they are at the age that they are so yes you know again ladies and gentlemen um i'm going to say the this is this is really a good plan because you definitely wanna have your own back. you know the company only has the interest of of them and them alone when something happens, usually you are left out there alone, you know they're not gonna be coming and seeing you if you're in jail, and sometimes people are not gonna even see you if you're in the hospital. they're just gonna leave you out there, you know and you're on your own so People definitely yeah. uh, take heed to this and, and be more independent when it comes to um, their own best interests.
1: Exactly, <clears throat> because if you're getting points, like I said, that affects your employability. Uh, it's going to mm-hmm. affect whether you keep or even get a job with a drive with a company. And additionally, uh, uh, it it affects the insurance rates. So we've we've seen over the last few months how many companies that have went out of business based on a loan, their insurance rates doubling, tripling, and they weren't able to keep keep up those payments. So we want to make sure that that doesn't happen, you know. So that's definitely something we want to make sure that we try and assist our drivers with to keep those points off your record because that is, that is major now. Uh, that's out there to keep those points off because it it could affect your employability, especially and also your the insurance rates. Hey, let's let's do some
2: education here real quick. Let's do some education here real quick. So mm-hmm. I, I work with quite a few truck drivers, and I know that they're normally straight shooters, whether they're men or whether they're women. Um. So let's look at let's 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 look at the layout here. CDL driver is self-employed, generally speaking. Yes, I drive for somebody. Even if, I, if I'm not an owner-operator, I drive somebody's truck. I work for a company. I get paid to drive. I have a CDL like right. I have a trade. So let's look at these different aspects. Safety managers are supposed to be put there to make sure that the driver's safety is in place. We all know that the safety manager there is really to protect the company against the drivers. So the safety manager's job is to make sure that that driver does not get them shut down. So that person is not for the driver. So the insurance agent says, hey, I'm here to insure you to make sure you're good. But then that insurance agent then walks into the company and says, if you don't fire these drivers, we're going to cancel you out altogether because these drivers' record is so bad that they're going to have mm-hmm. us pull from you guys in general. So the insurance agent is not for the driver either. So the DOT officer pulls over that truck driver, and they're not there for the driver either. They're there to write them a citation a violation that could possibly get them fired or get them put in jail get them to lose their license. So everybody that's in place, right, that company says, Oh I got an attorney, attorney's here. No, the attorney is here to protect us when you do something crazy. They're gonna separate us from you so that you go down and we don't, because I'm under the company here. So every aspect of this of this layout is everybody has somebody protecting them, but the driver doesn't and they've got an income coming into a household. Based on their CDL license, that can be stripped at any time, even if they really literally did nothing wrong. It only makes sense for a driver to say, 30 bucks a month to make sure that if something happens to me, I have a qualified attorney in anywhere in the country to challenge my violation citation, moving and not moving whether I'm right or wrong. That is not too much to ask when you know that all the other organizations are against you. Why would you not want to have a plan for 30 bucks a month to say I have an attorney that I can call if something is not going down the way it's supposed to go? Got down. Or even if I did something wrong, I want the best deal I can get. Because the driver ain't always right. But you still deserve to be in court and you should have a qualified attorney. And it shouldn't matter how much you make. Justice shouldn't be about how much you make. Justice should be about justice. So if I'm right, I should be right. If I'm wrong, I should be wrong and I should get the best deal and it shouldn't it shouldn't matter how much I get paid a mile. What should matter is that I was right or I was wrong and I should get my I should get the best justice in that courtroom. If I got a clean record and I make a mistake, treat me as if I got a clean record and I made one mistake. Don't bury me because I got a bad attorney. And that's what I don't want happening to drivers and that's what having access access to an attorney does. It keeps it empowers. Mm-hmm. Me. It empowers them, and there's nothing more important than knowing the confidence of saying when something happens, I don't have to overreact. I know the difference between getting a, having a legal situation happen to me and not having an attorney and having a legal situation happen to me, and I already know it's one of my back pocket. You don't react, you respond. It's a difference. I get pulled over, I get a ticket. I don't walk back to the officer. I don't care whether I'm right or wrong. I just take the ticket and tell the officer to have a good day. You know why? Because I ain't coming back there to go to court. I'm not going to see no judge. I ain't going to see no court I'm going to send that to my attorney. He's going to go to court. He's going to fight it. He's not going to charge me. And I'm going to get whatever the deal is, and I trust that it's the best deal. While the officer who wrote the ticket has to show up to court. So the difference in how I respond to that is because I already know that I have – I don't have to say, oh, man, do I have the money for an attorney? Do I have the money to pay this ticket in case I can't pay for an attorney? None of that's running through my head. All that's running through my head is when this officer leaves my car, I'm going to take a picture of this ticket, send it to my attorney, and I'm going to go back to driving where I was driving to, and I'm going to let them call me when they're done. And it's a different state of mind, mm-hmm. especially when you're driving a truck and you've got to focus on a road and all these crazy people drive, because I'm on a road, too, and there's some crazy people out here driving that will cut you off and don't use blingers and all the foolishness that they do out here. And that driver has to stay alert. And they can't be thinking about that while they're thinking about the bad officer that wrote the ticket, while they're thinking about the situation that they got to go to court for in two weeks because they don't have to go in court in two weeks unless that jurisdiction requires them to. So it just, it just gives them right. that confidence. And it, it's really just education for them to understand, empower yourself. you got a license that's feeding your family. Don't let that license be lost because somebody else is you. Absolutely. Um
0: and, and that, again, teach that Mr. Dunbar. Teach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that was that was good information. You see why he's my trainer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's he's definitely passionate about what what he oh, does. Yeah. So oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah.
0: I I can I can appreciate that. Um, you being a again being a driver that's been out here for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I would have had um this type of law firm behind me myself. Long story short, uh while back in maybe twenty fifteen was going through Kansas on US fifty four and um we if you know anything about US fifty four, US fifty four in Kansas is you you go for miles at 75 miles an hour and that 75 miles an hour can drop down to 60 and then that 60 will drop down to 45 and it'll drop down to to 30 miles an hour real quick when you're coming up on the town and I came up on the town so so quickly coming around another truck that I de- I I got a ticket and he gave me the ticket right at the, right at the 15, you know, and he kind of gave me this little song and dance about how he could have gave it to me more, but, you know, he was going to be nice to me. And I was thinking to myself, nice would have been just giving it to me. <laughs> that would have been nice. <laughs> That's the you favorite word. At, at, at 15. And, and yeah, and, and, when I decided to make a move uh, to another company, although I ended up going to the company I wanted to go to, I do understand when it came to the insurance that I had to pick for my truck uh, because I am an owner-operator, I I ended up being on the lower totem pole when it came to it because of that 15 uh, that 15 right there because I was I was right there at the tipping point that no one would have been able to touch me probably because of that speeding ticket. And it was the hardest thing. And not naming names, I was with the other people, and I sent that to them. And they didn't um, – they couldn't find an attorney in that area. They couldn't find an attorney. And so – after I got in touch with them and, you know, going back and forth about everything, the lady just told me, she said, well, look, you just need to pay the ticket or your license is going to be suspended. So I, I went on and I paid the ticket because I, it, you know, my back was up against the wall and I definitely couldn't get back out to the middle of nowhere, Kansas. I just know, it was, you know I don't even remember the town. I know it was on us 54, but you know, to, to, think about going to court and doing all these different things. And then, you know, you think you got this other plan that that doesn't have your back because they don't have an attorney in that area, you know? So that was the reason why I asked you about that. Because again, we not only travel major interstates, but we also travel rural U S highways through rural parts of the country that you all may not ever think about. Period. You know, and yeah, so it's so Yeah, I've seen
1: those. Don't the speed limit very, change real quick? The speed limit change real quick when you enter those little little towns, yeah. and they'll sit there waiting for you. So I you had right. to get my so heavy so foot out. That, that that that
0: that <laughs> <laughs> Right. So it's it's, oh, six, yeah. it's it's crazy when the speed limit is seventy five on a U.S. highway. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, of course it's tempting, you know, if you're the only one on that road, and sometimes you are, but the way that that speed limit is set up, (laughs) it's it's just just simpler because it, being a U.S. highway, that you do something that's more sensible about 68 or Mm 70 because it's not even worth it to be going that fast because of how uh, fast it'll change in the blink of an eye. So, yeah.
1: Yes. And when he was mentioning earlier, I was one of those, too. I, my mindset had to change as far as when I got in the truck because I was one of those before I started riding in the truck with my husband uh, to where I was one of those that was basically I wouldn't let no big, slow truck get in front of me. I, I need to be in front mm-hmm. of the big, slow truck. <laughs> so,
0: <Right. laughs>
1: so once I got up in the truck and saw all of that was happening around, when you up in the truck, you see so much. Your mindset changed. Mm-hmm. So now, I,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when I'm in my personal vehicle, I I'll let 'em go. I just say, "Go on, big slow truck," <laughs> you know, and let 'em go on ahead. But it's until you in that space. Some people don't get it. And I mean, uh, Miss said, saying you have those people that's gonna run in front of you and stuff. You can have the the best safety safety record out there, but uh, you don't never know what's gonna happen with that other individual. You can't. You're not responsible for somebody else. You're responsible for yourself. So you know we have to thank thank that as well. So yeah, definitely that. All
0: right, Mr. Dunbar, do you have anything else to add?
2: Uh, no, I think I think we pretty much covered it. I know that there is some we do have some other things that we, we I know uh, we we're going we want to look at uh, you know doing some more education for you guys as well because we know owner operators have some different issues and we have something mm-hmm. for owner operators. We also have like a gun owner supplement because we know sometimes the owner operators carry, um, when they have their own vehicle because of, you know, they're driving their own vehicle across country and we have something, you know, for them with their carry, things like that. But we want to save that for just like another, you know what I mean? Another call or another kind of mm-hmm. setup. We just wanted to keep this with the family in the CDL plan. But I mean, I, I pretty much said, um, you know my, my take on it. Like I, I I really enjoy working with drivers because I feel like they're being taken advantage of and treated unfairly uh, more than any other industry. And I think that they need somebody to stand up for them. And um, I think that they've got you know this 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 climate that we're in right now with COVID 19 will we should remind everybody on how important truck drivers are because you guys are fighting no, not you guys but people are out here fighting in the aisleways for tissue and Lysol and you guys are the ones that are restocking these places.
0: Absolutely. So it's like they need to
2: think about that when they go to cut a truck driver off or, or, or hunt their horn because mm-hmm. the driver is driving too slow for them mm-hmm. when, you know, think about the things like this when something like this happens and you're being told to stay home for two weeks for with pay and truck drivers are working more hours to a point to where they gotta relax laws for hours of service to make sure that they can get the stuff they're stores that y'all keep fighting about. So it's just somebody needs to come in and say, hey, look, these guys are doing a lot for our country, so why is somebody not doing anything for them? Why are they getting the hardest time than anybody else? So I think that that's that's really what what, what we do here stands for, and that's why I really kind of back this program the way I do. Okay. Well,
0: again, we thank you guys. For for everything that you do And, and, be, and on behalf Of She Trucking And all the truckers Out here thank you very much Because we appreciate you Having that attitude and your passion Towards us we appreciate you So much because there are a lot of people Most people out here Who have no respect for us And they I, I just think people just don't care It's not that they don't know I think people don't care what we do until we stop doing what we do. Um, you all, it's, it is getting time for us to get ready to wrap everything up, and I'm going to ask you all to wow, that um, went quick. give out. Yes, it did. <laughs> it really, really did. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to ask you all to plug your information uh, one more time, and, I'm again, I'm going to thank you all. I've really enjoyed this, and this is great information.
1: Good deal. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. So, and we'll, Again, we're looking forward to come back again and, and touch on something that could be specific for our owner-operators uh, uh, later on in the year. So we're looking forward to come back again. So definitely that. Uh, again, my name mm-hmm. is Angela Bush, uh, 817-776-8317 at Extension 1, Facebook page, facebook.com, CDLP Help now. So, uh, And I, I believe that's also on the flyer uh, or either you will be posting that as well on, on the uh, podcast topic. So we'll have it really available. Feel free to reach out to us at any time, and we're looking forward to working with you all and uh, hopefully be able to come to some of your safety meetings or new hire orientations uh, for one of your companies. So definitely uh, reach out to us at any time. Thank you, and also be safe out there. Uh, be Definitely be safe with all this going on in the world today. So be safe. And many blessings and much prayer. Thank you. And my contact information is I am Robert
2: I am Robert A. Dunbar the Third and my number is nine zero four three nine two zero four eight four. Uh I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. So if you go to any of those uh, social media sites, I'm under Robert A. Dunbar the Third and Training by Dunbar. So if you go to at Training by Dunbar, any of that You'll find me um, there, and uh, immediately you'll know it's me because most of my stuff has PDOP stuff on it and, you know, talking about CDL and things of that nature,
1: uh, videos.
2: And I even have videos on YouTube, so I have a YouTube channel called at Robert at Training uh, by Dunbar, and I've got videos concerning CDL and things like that, uh, certification trainings and things of that nature. So I uh, look forward to working with you guys, and definitely stay safe on the road.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate you all being here with us this evening, and for everyone listening to the show, thank you very much. This is Tamara Spivey, your host, and I hope everyone has a great evening, and please stay safe out there.